So I have this uh, strange reflex where um, uh, after 32 years of priesthood, um, usually after a homily, not always, but occasionally, um, more than you think, somebody always objects to one of my homily, which doesn't really upset me, but they'll object and they'll say, how come you didn't mention X? Well, because I really only want to preach for seven, 10 minutes. I don't want to explain all creation, salvation history. Um, and so, like, not that, that not mentioning X is a bad thing. I just was focusing on a very limited thing. Does that make any sense? So sometimes I'm always thinking, oh, what will somebody say? How come you didn't mention blah? Because <laughs> anyhow, um, so unfortunately, after years of that, I have that voice in my head. And so, this sounds kind of strange, during the 11 o'clock mass, in case you missed it, I was preaching about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Everything from now until Pentecost is going to be Holy Spirit. So I was preaching about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which I like. And then suddenly I had this thought of, okay, yikes, there's a problem here. Should I mention the counter position? But if I mention the counter position, I'll just confuse everybody. So I kind of thought, I'm just going to stick with my road. Does that make sense? And what is the counter position? Because I obviously really believe in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit gift from Christ is in me and you and you, maybe even um, you, I don't know. Um, but that unites us to Christ and God and each other, and it gives our life purpose. Uh, we become committed to something. The opposite of it, and this was in my head, is, um, and it's a very new age spirituality, because um, they'll also speak about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but I really am disgusted about what they mean. And I'll give you an example. Have you ever read the book, Eat, Pray, Love? Okay, thank you, Jesus. Don't read it, burn it. Because um, it's this woman, Elizabeth Gilbert, who um, uh, her husband, who she says is a really nice guy, great guy, but he wants to have children. She doesn't, so she divorces him and goes on this, I guess it's kind of a travelogue of her lovers <laughs> after that point. And it's supposed to be kind of this spiritual enlightening book. I just think it's a book of incredible narcissism um, because at one point, she finally hears this voice, an insider, her own voice, that she discovers the divine inside herself, which sounds great, right? I mean, I, I truly believe the divine is inside you, except her divine doesn't lead her to any commitment or love or care for other people. It, her divineness, uh, praising the divine within herself, um, only leads her into this really path of what I consider incredible narcissism from one lover to another. She never commits to anything. She was raised Christian. She hears this divine voice. She doesn't really practice Christianity. She doesn't believe in it. Um, she goes to this Hindu rasham. She doesn't become Hindu, but likes to talk about it. She goes, does this Buddhist thing, but she's not, um, doesn't commit to Buddhism. She goes to Rome, but she doesn't really commit to Catholicism. The one thing she is committed to is herself. And if you look at it, she supposedly finds this the divine inside herself. 
but she never gives to anybody. She doesn't commit herself to any community. She doesn't sacrifice for anyone. Um, so to be honest, like, and it doesn't lead her into community, which the Holy Spirit does. It leads her just to herself. Uh, to me, a life of just caring for yourself, we have a word for that. It's called hell. <laughs> um, and it's not spirituality, it's solipsism. If you don't know what that is, well, luckily there's a machine called Google, but it's solipsism. And, and like a lot of new age spirituality loves to talk about the divine within. I believe that, the Holy Spirit. But it leads us into a life of communion and commitment to others. And this one writer, last name starts with a D, did this interesting study. Those who love the book, Eat, Pray, Love, which by the way, what are you praying to? Yeah, I get the eating part. But if all you're concerned about is the divine within yourself, you know, all you're doing is praying to yourself. So um, he did this study. Those people who really love that book have a high rate of divorce, just like her. They don't volunteer in food banks. They don't care. They don't commit to community. Uh, that's a life of isolationism, not communion. And so, like, um, I really do believe in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Let's celebrate it. Uh, pray that that's the voice we're really listening to, is a divine inside. But if it's solipsism of me, 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 that's not the, the divine. That's the opposite of the divine. Or today's a feast day of um, St. Isidore the farmer, which I have a little problem with that as well, because I have a lot of problems. Um, but, like, so the Spanish saint, but... Here's the thing, his wife was also declared a saint. So I do love that, it's Isidore and Maria, but on the calendar it just says Isidore. <laughs> what about his wife? Do you know how rare it is to find a, a married couple that are both named saints? I mean, that's really rare in the Catholic Church. So, like, so you'll hear me say Isidore and Maria. And there are incredibly poor farmers in Spain. They, um, worked for this other guy. So he's a patron saint of farm workers, but they're known to be incredibly holy. And they would go to mass daily, but then um, uh, people complained because he would go to mass and wasn't working. And yet they had this um, uh, vision where they saw him plowing, but two angels were helping him. And he was known to do three times as much work as anybody else, that his spirituality led him to work. but. They spent their time not only poor and hardworking, but also this divine within them led them to really care for other people. Um, so they cared for people that were less poor. They didn't end in narcissism, but incredible love. Now, and I know this sounds strange. Uh, another miracle I like is they had one son who fell into a well and um, anyhow, was felling, fell into the well, they couldn't get him. So they started to pray, and the water rose and brought the kid to them. Um, anyhow, like, to me, all the stories of the saints is if the Holy Spirit is in you and you're listening to it, it leads you to a deeper, deeper commitment and communion, commitment to other people, commitment to God, commitment to life. It also leads you this communion to love and care for other people, like Isidore and Maria. Um, so, anyhow, um, so my criticism, 
I love the idea of the prayer that we're supposed to be praying and be more aware of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but not like the New Agers that just leads us isolated, more like Isidore and Maria, where it leads us to this great love and commitment to God and others. That's truly listening to the Holy Spirit. So, together, let us stand and pray. Now, let me tell you one more thing. They did this other study with narcissism. Um, and so, I know, you're getting homily. They did this study with narcissism. You know what the problem with narcissism is that the more you think of yourself, narcissism kills empathy. Narcissism kills compassion. And therefore, narcissism kills community. Um, and so, like in the United States, we have this huge problem with drug abuse and depression and suicide. Why wouldn't you be depressed if society is becoming more and more narcissistic? You become more and more isolated. And this sounds kind of strange. I just love today's Mass is for this woman named Antonia, um, who I really think was a saint. She's one of our parishioners. Uh, humble, loving, caring, um, unnarcissistic. She gave joy into the world. Narcissists only take joy out. And so, like, if we celebrate the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't lead to narcissism, it leads to community. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.